Takes a lot to get a special edition of the Daily Delivery Podcast, but this qualifies Marcus Fuller joining me right now to talk about the news that he broke on Friday. Dennis Evans, prize recruit of the 2023 Gophers men's basketball recruiting class, has asked for his release from his national letter of intent. No longer a Gophers recruit after all, not expecting to come to Minnesota after all. Big blow to the Gophers. Obviously, Marcus, um, one of the highest recruits in the country, one of their best recruits, if not their best recruit in 20 years. What uh, what do you make of this story, especially what you've reported so far? Yeah, wow. Um, you know, I I figured that you wouldn't ask me back on to the podcast uh, the way the team was playing, uh, and this is not the way that I wanted to get back on it. <laughs> maybe for a, a big upset or something. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, you know, you just. When you when first of all, um, you know this is something that's kind of been heading in this direction for a while now. Okay. Um, I think most people are shocked by it. Um, I I obviously pretty shocked uh, when I heard it was finalized, but um, I think you know the way the season has been going, people might say, "Well, not surprised at all." You know, who would want to join a program that's one in fifteen in the Big Ten, and um, you know obviously 11 game losing streak, but you know, you have to think about when Dennis Evans signed with the Gophers on November 9th. And when he committed to the Gophers in September, late September, they had come off their the last place finish in the big 10, right? Ben's first year. Uh, so if it was just about losing, uh, struggling, um, you know, he would not have signed with the Gophers. So you have to take that into account. Um, but yes, uh, you know, you talked about it, uh ben, uh ben Johnson's uh highlight of the 2023 recruiting class was a five-star recruit from California, seven foot one. Um, you know, he was the highest rated recruit since Chris Humphreys in 2003. Uh, you know, recruiting rankings are are what they are, but you know, when you're that high, uh, we're talking about top 15 uh when he was signed, and then he moved up to number eleven in the country, just outside the top 10 on the rivals current list. Right. Uh, and, and I believe 24 seven has him 18th, you know, that kind of ranking would put you in the McDonald's all American game typically. Uh, but yeah, his team struggled this year in high school. And uh, I think that had something to do with it, but you know, you, you can't without question um, understate, um, you know, the, the potential, presence that he could have had for this team. Um, I, I've been covering recruiting a long time, um, you know, not just go for recruits. And I put his shot blocking up there with, uh, you know, Gray Godin, uh, wow. is, is, you know, the best shot blocker that I've seen, at least since I've been covering college basketball and high school recruiting. And Chet, Chet Holmgren was right there. Okay. Um, Sevens is, it was right there with those guys, you know, as far as the high school recruit. So, you know, that's not coming to the Gophers. Um, he did not get his uh, release yet, but okay. he submitted the re- the release on submitted a request to the Gophers to be released from it on Friday. Okay. Uh, and as far as I know, according to my sources, uh, the Gophers will grant that release. According to my sources, um, again, nothing. Uh, the Gophers have de- denied uh, or declined the comment, but yeah, uh, according to my is he will probably get that release. Uh, you know, it's in a situation where, I mean, you can't blame 
Ben Johnson and his staff um, for granting it, if, and when it, when that indeed happens, sure. Um, you, know, you know, you wouldn't want a player to be in your program that doesn't want to be there. You know, it's not. You know, you talk about those uh, negotiations and on the pro level when you have a player that you're is signed and is trying to get out. Oh, sure. The, you know, there's a contract, and this is a contract, um, but it's a little different situation. So as we think about this, and you, you wrote about how rare it is for, you know, someone to ask for a release once they've signed the NLI, it's not uncommon at all to see someone commit, uh, but then decommit that this is this is a more rare thing, obviously, when you've gone through the entire process, you've made it official by signing that national letter of intent, and then to back out from that, that distinguishes this from, you know, a, a commit versus decommit kind of situation. And in that regard, it does feel like then, you know, sometimes when someone decommits or reopens their recruiting, there there remains the opportunity or the possibility that they might sign with that same team or they might ultimately stay with that same team. That doesn't appear to be the conclusion we're heading towards here with Dennis Evans, especially if he asks out of his NLI, correct? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at, um, like you said, uh, recruiting in the past, um, you know, when it comes to the Gophers, you know, the only instance I can think of uh, where recruits were let out of their letter of intent was a coaching change. Yeah. Uh, it happened when Ben Johnson took over for Richard Patino. Patino had a, a sign or two sign recruits. Uh, one of them is still here, Trayton Thompson, and then uh, uh, a center from Kansas uh, ended up signing with Wichita State or committing to Wichita State after the Gophers released him from his letter of intent. Um, and then re- most recently in college basketball, uh, Notre Dame's coach, Mike Bray, um, you know, announced that, th- that he would, uh, you know, no longer be coaching at the end of the season, a uh, long time tenure at uh, Notre Dame. And one of his recruits, a four-star recruit, uh, asked out of his letter of intent. But again, that's a coaching change. So this is um, really hasn't, this is kind of, uh, you know, a territory that I had not been in and I've been covering the team for 20 years. Uh, you know, I would look back to, you know, when Tubby Smith was the coach here at Minnesota, he had signed Royce White. Uh, Royce White was on campus um, and then, you know, got into a situation uh, legally, uh, you know, it was, wasn't was right. him that, you know, committed it and, uh, you know, ended up leaving the program and uh, before he even played a game here. And he was a, a high, almost a five-star recruit, top 20 recruit. Um, would have definitely made a huge impact on the Gophers. He was the best recruit in in, in the Big Ten at the time, and uh, that never happened. So a program, you know, Tubby did end up going to NCAA tournaments after that. Right. Uh, you know, a program can recover, but you know, you you have to take into account that when that happened for Tubby, um, you know, that was in his fourth season, I believe, and they had already, you know, started turning the program around. Uh, you know, won twenty games. I believe he had already gone to the NSA tournament. Um, so I, I think this is, you know, again, uh, I couldn't, you can't understate the blow for this program, especially uh, what we're seeing on the court right now uh, with the losses that are piling up. Sure. Um, you know, we, we talked about for a long time that, you know, next year, next year, next year, you know, I right. mean, I think we fans are looking toward next year. And um, right now there's a huge hole in the middle uh, where you would have one of the best shot blockers possibly in the country uh, not uh, going to be in a goal for uniform. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. 
With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. I saw you quoted Ben Johnson in your story Friday. Um, you know, I don't know how long you talked to him or, or where that where that conversation went, but I got to imagine he's pretty disappointed. The quote, I'm, I'm going to always make decisions to put our program in a position to be successful. Um, this is him, you know, after declining to comment on Evan's request Friday, just kind of speaking generally saying, I'm going to consume myself with the players who are here in this locker room and give them everything I have. Um, got to imagine, even if he didn't express disappointment to you, this is, he's got to be just personally disappointed because, you know, a, like you said, he's such a good, you know, Evans was such a high recruit, such a good player and B how is a, you know, maybe this is a broader discussion, but like, how is a team that's down in the big 10? How, how is a team like that supposed to rebuild in this modern era of college basketball, where I know this was not a, you know, this is not a situation where it was a, a transfer portal or anything like that, but it just feels like the, the player mobility right now. And, you know, we're not going to get an NLI stuff because I don't know where that goes with 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 Dennis Evans, but there just seems like there's so many other factors at play right now that make it hard for especially a team that is struggling to get better. How is a struggling team supposed to get better when there's so much player movement and players can go anywhere they really want to right now? Well, I think that there's different philosophies, you know, and Ben definitely has a a philosophy that's different for most, of them, at least in the Big Ten right now. I mean, if you look at a um, Micah Shrewsbury at Penn State, you know, they're a borderline NCAA tournament team right now. And, you know, he came in for the same year as Ben, um, you know, uh, Mike Woodson at Indiana, obviously the Hoosiers are, you know, the traditional blue blood and, and they recruit at a different level. But I, I think, you know, if you look at those coaches who came in the same year as Ben, their programs are in a different, different situation. You know, Indiana returned quite a few players. You know, Trace Jackson Davis is still there, uh, player of the year candidate. Um, Race Thompson, you know, they, they've had a good group of, of players. You know, in Penn State situation, um, you know, he, he, he relied heavily on the portal. Jalen Pickett uh, could be a first, uh, 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 I don't want to say a first team All-American, um, but he's a definitely an All-American candidate this year. Um, you know, he's a, a, a first team All-Big Ten type of player. I mean, he put up 30 against the Gophers, had 41 in the game this year. He's out, he They got him out of the portal. This is his yeah. second year at Penn State, but Micah Shrewsbury, you know, he struck gold in the portal with Jalen Pickett his first year, and then he got him to come back. So I think, you know, and then again, he retooled with uh, a few transfers. Ben's, ben Johnson's doing it in a different way. Um, yes, he relied heavily on the portal last year when he didn't have much time to recruit and add right. uh, from, from the high school ranks. And then he lost most of those players to the portal. I'm sorry, to, uh, to graduation. Right. And he did not um, retool as much with the transfer portal. He brought in Dawson Garcia, Talon Cooper, Tara Samuels. But for the most part, you know, uh, five freshmen that he brought in. One of them is redshirting, um, and, and you know, and, and then he had a couple players return. And, you know, so it's a little different situation with the rebuilding that Ben Johnson's doing. Um, you know, I think he he realized that this year was going to be tough trying to win with young players. Um, they had a couple injuries that they weren't, um, you know, thinking that they were going to have with Isaiah Enan and Parker Fox. 
yeah. uh, two veteran forwards that would have really helped him in the front court. You know, obviously, uh, Jamison Bow, their leading scorer last year, doesn't start the season. And then, you know, Garcia misses several games. Uh, Braden Carrington misses several games. So, you know, if you put all these things together, uh, this is not the recipe for them to be uh, very competitive this year. Uh, we've seen other teams in the Big Ten uh, go through losses, uh, whether it's injury or transfer. Nebraska, they're going to play they play all sat- on Saturday of going through the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so I think this is not uncommon in the Big Ten to, to be where Minnesota's at. Uh, as far as recruiting, though, if you don't recruit the portal and you don't try to stay old, um, there really is hard to be competitive, uh, especially at the high major level. A couple more things for you, Marcus Fuller. Appreciate this time on a Friday. This is still a developing story to a certain degree. I'm sure you still have reporting to do, so I appreciate this. Um, you know, your story talked about, you know, all the reporting you've done on this leading up to this moment indicated that there was, you know, a lot of what Dennis Evans liked about Minnesota was the relationships that had been built with Ben Johnson and his staff. There was not any indication that those relationships were imperiled or changed in any way, was there? No, it was not a situation where, you know, Ben Johnson, uh, the assistant coach, Marcus Jenkins, who recruited Dennis Evans, uh, th- that those relationships remain, you know, strong. I think, you know, when you look at the situation, you know, a lot of times you say, oh, well, that player, you know, signed with this program because of this head coach. Right. Or, you know, this 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 player signed with this little program because of an assistant. And then if a head coach is not there or assistant's not there, then they say, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to play for that school. I think this was an overall thing for Ben Johnson uh, to get Dennis Evans. You know, he came on a visit. Um, It was actually a football game that he visited. uh, And, um, you know, he was just overwhelmed by uh, the fan support. Um, You know, they, they chanted his name. Uh, They knew he was, you know, and, and, um, you know, his whole family was there. Um, you know, he had a, a coach there with him as well. And, um, you know, they, they they just enjoyed the visit. I mean, the players treated him, um, you know, like he was part of the team already and he watched them practice. I, one of the things Dennis Evans said to me was that he was really impressed with the intense intensity of practice. And, you know, all the players, you know, pretty uh, locked in on – on defense more than anything, you know, and that, that was a, a real pride of, of Dennis Evans was, was playing defense. And he, and he really, uh, you know, was, was impressed by that. Um, you know, there's players like, like a Pharrell Payne, uh, who's a freshman um, that, you know, and he's a post player. So how they were dealing with him and how he played earlier this season, you know, th- those are really positives, even though they were losing some games. You know, obviously, look at the record and you just say, hey, that's the reason why Dennis Evans left. Um, and, you know, the family wouldn't go in too much detail with me, yeah. um, you know, but they that was not the singular reason for him wanting out of his letter of intent. Um, so I, I think there's, um, you know, there's there's obviously discussion there that is probably going on in message boards, you know, why? Oh, yeah. why, why? But, you know, Dennis knows that Ben knows um, you know, and and now he he won't be a gopher. And I think what, what what happens now is you look at what they do have on this team. They have one senior. Um, you know, they have a front court with Dawson Garcia and Pharrell Payne. Um, you know, and some younger players. Caden Betts is a guy that's redshirting. Joshua Ola Joseph is starting. 
they have two forwards that are out with injuries and Enan and Parker Fox. So there's some pieces there, but you know, you, you can't replace a, a, a shot blocking uh, five-star recruit um, even in the portal, but I'm, I'm sure that's where Ben will have to go is the transfer portal. Yeah. I was going to ask you, it's gonna be my final thought. Like what, you know, he's not the only part of next year's recruiting class. He's not the only reason for optimism, even if he was kind of the, the centerpiece to a certain degree and someone you can build around. I mean, now I suppose the, the the task ahead is to to like you said to regroup to kind of refocus on the, the pieces they have and it does seem like they could be better next season certainly than they are right now it's hard to be a whole lot worse than a one win team in the Big Ten and you know losing by a large margin in a lot of these games lately but I, I guess if if you're going to start to think about an early identity for next year um, probably built around some of those players that are that are coming back and then some of those new pieces coming in right. Oh, for sure. I mean, they have, you know, Pharrell Payne has been playing um, a lot more confident as of late um, in the Maryland game Wednesday, 17 points um, a week ago over the weekend when Dawson Garcia returned, um, Pharrell had his best game. Yeah. And he was off the bench. You know, he started some games with Garcia out, but Dawson comes back and he has 23 against Penn State. Um, you know, Payne has 18 and 10 and six assists coming off the bench. Hadn't seen a game like that for any player player for the Gophers since Jordan Murphy. Um, so the, the future is bright with Pharrell Payne going to get better. Um, you would you would think that now, you know, uh, I know the coaches were talking a lot about Payne and, and Dennis Evans playing together, but, you know, I think Payne really has to be their future at center, um, you know, and if you look at the portal, you know, you'll have to bolster the front court there. Um, but again, if you look at the perimeter, uh, uh, we haven't, I guess we haven't talked to him, talked about him, but Cameron Christie is the other yeah. player in that class. And, you know, Dennis definitely has the high rating, high ceiling. Um, you know, Cameron Christie, in my opinion, is heavily underrated. Um, just watching him play in person and then, you know, following him a little bit since he, he was signed. I mean, he's got very, very good pedigree with his brothers in the NBA. Max Christie played for Michigan State one year and then was drafted by the Lakers. Uh, he started some games for the Lakers this year, which, I'm sure they have, you know, quite a few players did. And <laughs> right. It was up here for the Lakers. But as a rookie, that's impressive. And Cam is uh, every bit as, as tall as his brother at six foot six. Um, very good shooting ability. Um, you know, and he's he's going to have to help them uh, both at point guard and shooting guard next year. And, uh, you know, that's something to help build around with some of the young talent they have uh, as freshmen. Well, we'll see how it all shakes out please keep reading marcus's coverage start to and start to he's the one who broke this story he has this covered on lockdown as always uh marcus appreciate your time as always uh, maybe the next time you're back on daily delivery it will be a happier occasion an upset like you said something good going on but uh as for right now we'll, we'll, we'll still keep reading the coverage good or bad yeah thanks a lot appreciate it and uh we'll see if they can get a win uh 10 of the year <laughs> we'll see thanks marcus